Now we return you to the test card and some music. Welcome to the Pilot Take 50, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows past and present. He is Jed Shepard. And that guy's Rob Jelly, Mr. Wobble himself. When ah. they made him, they broke the jelly mould. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what? I was actually talking to someone about having some custom-made jelly moulds of my face. That'd be good. So you could have a jelly jelly mould. Tell you what, I wouldn't hear. It'd be a bit weird. Would it face. be weird? Because what if I got, got if I really like the flavour and then I yeah. saw you on a on a yeah you, you associate like, me with the dodgy jelly you yeah, made. Should I eat Rob? I'm not sure. My, my brain would be a bit weird. Yeah. Well, As a cannibalism it, well, it's, Listen, it's only in draft. It's only in draft stage at the moment. So maybe, <laughs> okay. maybe we should leave that to yeah. uh, maybe to leave that to the others. I mean, what you should get though a jelly, jellycopter. Oh, obviously, definitely, de- definitely need a jellycopter. <laughs> Actually, uh, what, what did I watch? I watched something. And I thought, I, I, I definitely need to learn how to fly a helicopter. You know, I went on one last year for my birthday. You did, yeah. It was a flight experience, so that was cool. And you went in a tank last year as well. I did, I drove a tank. I didn't fly the helicopter, I drove the tank, though. Yeah. Uh, that was cool. Um, Our special guest today is dressed like she drives a tank. Yeah, definitely, I, yeah. I'm a tank. You are a tank. In fairness, you are d- dressed exactly for tank driving. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think if there's a form of transport that suits me, I think it's the helicopter. Okay, why, why is that? I, I don't know. I just, I just don't. I just feel like it's the sort of thing that I would, you know, drive. I feel like mine's a hang glider. I feel like that's me. You did like, yeah. where's, where's Jess? Yeah. Look up. Look up. Yeah. Floating down. <laughs> yeah. Just sort of cr- yeah. <laughs> uh, well, listen, I think we should probably introduce the fact that we've, we've had another voice on the podcast yeah, this yeah. week. So, um, hi, Emma. This is hi. Emma Louise Webb. That's is me. that how people say it, your full name? Do you know what? Everyone says that, and I'm just like, yeah. I think Emma Webb. It's a bit more exotic than just Emma Webb, isn't it? Do you think? Yeah. Do you think the Louise cheapens it a bit? I mean, no, I, no. I, no, Louise is the cool bit. I was about to say oh. something that I'm not sure whether it's going to be an insult or a compliment. Okay, go for it. <laughs> oh. Emma Louise makes me think of an Eddie Stobart lorry, and that's not and a good and a good oh thing. God. Which is another what? form of transport. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying, okay, you're a helicopter, I'm a hang gliding, she's a lorry. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. for God's sake. Just chuck me that shovel over there. I'll just dig a bit deeper. Um, hello, Emma. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm good. Yeah. I'm eating Haribo's, so if you hear yeah. me, just chew in. I'm We're good. We're all eating it. The world I'm is good. fine. Um, and Emma's come on because she's on one of our shows, which we'll oh, reveal yeah. later. Um, and she'll be handy when we come to kind of, you know, just kind of dissect it a little bit. Even Absolutely. though she wasn't in this particular episode, she'll know what it's about. She can project. It's fine. Yeah, I have I, an opinion too. Yeah, everyone's got one of those, oh, okay. and they're always welcome here. I did not prepare for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> has the week been all right? Week's been good. Yeah, just been up to my usual self. Just uh, loads of meetings. Uh, what day is it? It's only Tuesday. It's only Tuesday, isn't it? So um, yeah, a few meetings. Um, had a meeting with uh, Nintendo, which is weird. Can you say anything about it? Oh, it was the obvious. I'm just doing uh, tapes for them. <laughs> oh, I thought you were like yeah. with the new voice of Mario or something. No, that would be good though. <laughs> it's a me, Mario. Actually, do you know what? I could see you as a sort of second sidekick to Mario. The, yeah, <laughs> Sonic and Sonic. No, not Sonic. No, Sonic and Sega. H. It's not it's Sonic and Tails. So you mean Mario and Luigi and Jed and Jed? Yeah, yeah. I just like just rock up and what save the princess. Would your hat be? Red as well. No, you can't have a red hat. Uh, I mean, work. you're kind of like a Wario, aren't you? Yeah, he's him? a yellow hat. He's, no, he's the bad purple, guy. Isn't he? Oh, is he? Oh, sometimes yeah, he's, he's, he's evil. Okay, so there's Mario, Wario, and Jed. 
and Luigi. And like, I'm halfway in between because I'm, I'm sometimes good and sometimes bad. You never know what, what they will get me. <laughs> um, what mood you get? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I've just been, I had just had this idea. I was like, why, why aren't I releasing soundtracks for Nintendo? emailed them uh, like with my normal email start hey you don't know me but I know you <laughs> you've got a magic email yeah if you email it it happens it does and they were just like yeah cool let's, let's hang out let's, let's meet so yeah did that you have to get him to tell you the story about the time when someone uh, emailed he- him their history uh, homework for thinking he was a professor oh I need to tell you about this because it's, it's continued in this last oh, week oh hang on yeah yeah, yeah. seriously so, so I, I told the story before about um, I got an email from another Judge Shepherd in Australia um, no, uh, a student of a guy, because there's a judge up in Australia oh, who's I a teacher. See. And I they see. thought they were emailing their teacher, um, their history uh, homework. And I replied, like like correcting it, basically, and going, I think you should do this, I think you should do this. And then days passed, and then they, they emailed back saying, you're, you're, you're not my teacher, are you? <laughs> and I was like, you know, sorry, but I did help them. But then this week, I don't even see if someone put on Twitter, someone in Australia yeah. has bought 600 Australian dollars worth of Michael McIntyre tickets to Perth Arena on the 20th of April. I was like, I, I hope that is a what? scam email. So I emailed via Gogo, the company that, that whoever done it bought it through. I was like, I'm in London. I This isn't me. And they said, no, it's a genuine transaction from Jed Shepherd in Australia. And I was like, right, okay. <laughs> this is not, and I checked my cards. So this is the history teacher. Yep. So what we're building up here is we're building up an image of this Australian Jed Shepherd who's yeah. a history lecturer. Yeah. Is he Professor Shepherd? Uh, Professor Shepherd, yeah. So Professor right. Jed Shepherd of history <laughs> yeah. is also a fan of Michael McIntyre and yeah. Australian. He sounds awful. Did he buy the tickets just so that he could be alone with Michael McIntyre in the arena? I think so. Well, well he's put more That would e- be a great idea if you wanted to get someone's attention. That though. would be creepy. How how weird would that be <laughs> yeah, for a yeah. comic? Yeah. Just turning up and being like... <laughs> it's just... Um, I've got an idea now. Next time Justin Bieber goes on tour, I'm just going to sell out the whole place and I'll just be there. That's like, a lot of money to meet Justin Bieber. But don't sit the front. The, the key thing is don't sit the front. Yeah, yeah. Sit about 20 <laughs> rows back. Yeah. Just Woo! on your own. Just slowly eating crisps out of a well, bag. Well, start singing yourself. It'll be like, have I paid to see this girl? I don't know. <laughs> um, but the moral of the story is, um, the, the money didn't come out of my account, so he's just used my email accidentally, because we've got similar emails, right. obviously, on, on his uh, on his Viagogo account. Um, That's incredible. So I hope to one day meet this guy, and when we touch, the universe if- will just... I wonder if he looks like you. I, he's not that fortunate, I reckon. Like, <laughs> it's like... Apparently, there's seven people that look like exactly like you, though, in the world. In the that world. worries me. You not L- know that? Lucky guys. That really worries me. Because if I ever find one of them, they're never. You gonna... look quite familiar. <laughs> you do. In a good way. Well, in just a familiar way. Oh, okay. He's got he's got a face radio, hasn't he? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hang on, is that why you brought me here? <laughs> I get this a lot. I get this a lot. Um, listen, how are we, you? I, I'm, very, I'm yeah. very good. I'm really good. I've done a lot of extra cover work in the last couple of weeks, so yeah. it's been good fun to be on the radio a bit more. Yeah. Um, American football season started, so I've got some cuts and bruises. Yeah. So I'm sitting like this for a reason. <laughs> yeah. I, this side hurts a lot. Oh. Okay. I'll show you later. It's you, fine. You, you've, you've injured yourself quite quite a lot yeah, recently. Yeah. It's fine. It's you know, self-inflicted. I can't. I can't ask for sympathy. Yeah. You can't ask for sympathy when you do it to yourself. To mm. an extent, that so, is true. You know. And Emma, how's your week been? Even though these people don't know know you yet. What all the Monday and Tuesday that has been? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, busy. You've eaten a lot of. Um, you've eaten a lot of um, cabbage cream, cream eggs. eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at Easter they do like a five pack. Okay. That's why I had so many. Right. Okay. Actually, I had six in it. So. See, see, Rob. That's why. You remember I texted yesterday about what I was eating. It's because me and Emma just text each other what we're eating, because just, there's I no just, judgment going I on. Just, but when I texted to you, you were like, "What are you doing?" It's like, yeah, I've just ordered Chinese. It's like, 
good for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, rub it in. Why don't you? You know, I'm sitting here eating meatballs from out of the freezer. You know. <laughs> um, speaking of meatballs, let's go on to the meat of yeah. this episode. Uh, okay, I'm yes. glad you said the meat and not yeah. the balls. Um, right. <laughs> Uh, we've been away to watch two more shows this week and the first one is of my choosing and is actually the reason why Emma is with us today. Uh, It was the Netflix original series, The Crown. Woo! I'll be honest with you, I know about as much about the monarchy as I know about quantum fields. Not a lot. Um, Same here, really. I I knew this was going to be a new world altogether (laughs) for me. A bit like when we did Downton Abbey. I've said this before, I'm not a period drama fan. It's Mm. not my go-to television watching. Mm -hmm. If there is a sort of, you know, Tuesday afternoon, just want something easy to watch. This isn't my go-to genre. Okay. But I really enjoyed Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey no, is one of my favourite shows, no loved joke. It. it got a great score when it. we talked about it. Whoa. You need to watch Downton Abbey, honestly, you love You've it. You've got to get on it. My nan loves it. He, 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 he came on <laughs> and said then. about it one week, and I went, you've changed, man. Yeah. <laughs> I watched it, and I was like, I've changed, man. Yeah, we've it's all changed, really, man. It's really it's so good. good. So I was a little bit like, okay, I'm not sure if I'm going to enjoy this, but having enjoyed Downton Abbey and heard lots of good things about it, I was yep. going in with a positive attitude. Mm-hmm. Um it's set in 1947, so this is post-Second World War. Yep. And essentially opens up with a scene where you don't know who he is at the time, but there was a guy coughing mm-hmm. up blood into the toilet. Yeah. He's obviously not well. Mm-hmm. It's the very, very first thing you see. So you think, oh, okay. So this, char- this character clearly straight away is going to be someone key, and yep. he's not well. Mm-hmm. So we need to make sure we pay attention to him. Yeah. Turns out it's the king, King George VI. Yep. Um, and then a sort of couple of minutes later, you get another scene where he comes out fully dressed in all the kit and caboodle, and he is um, swearing. I guess he's swearing in, isn't he, Philip, uh, Duke of Ed- as Duke of Edinburgh? Yep. So he's yep. he's denouncing some of his titles as the the other Prince of Greece or something like yeah. that, and then he's getting the his new the titles that we know of him to yep. have today. Um, I didn't really know what was going on, but I knew this looks good. This this is this yeah. looks historical. Yeah, absolutely. And now. There are probably going to be people who listen to this who are much more historically knowledgeable than you and I. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And me. Are, are you... Yeah. You're not up to... Uh, no? So between the three of us, we know sod all about... <laughs> we need Professor Jed Shepherd on. Yeah. He would have been useful. He would have been good, actually. He'd have been useful I'll email this. him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, we have to take this on face value that they've got this as accurate as possible. Yeah. And now it's a drama, mm-hmm. and it's... You know, it's, it's being made for entertainment purposes. So there's probably going to be a bit of creative license to well, slightly skew the story. Maybe well, I, I knew some of the historical elements in this episode. For instance, uh, the speech impediment, because that's in the King's Speech. Right. Mm. Also, the swearing in of Winston Churchill. That's, that's yeah. been in multiple films recently in Darkest Hour film. Yeah. Um, and there's just lots of things that you kind of recognise. but it's... Apparently, it's the closest um, to the to the true events that exist in a drama. Oh, okay. That's what I heard. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Because that is the thing, and I guess the issue with it is is that because you're doing something that's based on, well, in reality, in history at least, um, you are going to get people going, well, that wouldn't happen. 
that, yeah. that, that yeah. thing wouldn't exist in 1947 that was 1949 yeah, if you yeah. look at the film The Titanic there's so many things wrong with that like continuity errors yeah. to an extent <laughs> but just things that are wrong with the time period and such yeah well, well a lot of people well not a lot of people one particular scientist said about the Titanic uh, the film that the stars were in the wrong places so when they are you serious in the, uh, serious oh, for God's sake. so because because James Cameron is really OCD about these kind of things when it was released on DVD he went back and changed all the stars so they were in, really? so it was in the right alignment for that time for when the Titanic was around I wonder how much money that cost oh so much too much money <laughs> so much not money. enough money a to detail make it that worthwhile. no one will ever 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 yeah. know no. that film made like it's the most successful film of all time right of, one of, of yeah. Avatar yeah. yeah one of yeah, yeah. Um, so it, there's probably going to be people who think there's stuff wrong with this but I genuinely kind of got gripped straight away the, yeah. the, the kind of coughing up the blood at the first scene where you don't realise who it is and then very shortly after you learn that's oh, the king yeah. so okay the king's not well mm-hmm. and again being a bit naive to the whole thing not knowing my history didn't know that was what King George suffered with because yeah. um, it turns out he has to have a, a lung removed in the episode as well he goes into surgery and has a lung removed yeah but the problem is his other lung's messed up as well he yeah. says yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah and I think this goes back to a time when you know we're coming out of the second world war three years after the second world war finished so you know people are sort of starting to get back on their feet a little bit and, and pros- not as prosperous and stuff like that but it's starting to enjoy life a little bit more than it was three years back yeah. when we've been bombed. Um, so like people are just quite happy to smoke away and things like that. So I guess there's a, there's a health thing there about the whole thing, and yeah. that's probably no surprise. Mm-hmm. But then there's no surprise to see that straight after this little swearing-in ceremony that Philip lights up straight away. He does, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then he goes and says something to Princess Elizabeth, yeah. who is going to obviously become queen. Claire Foy, played by Claire Foy. Mm. She looks like her. That's what we were just saying. She looks it's a lot like Inga. her. It's really. Such good I mean, Matt, 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 Matt Baker is not Matt Baker. Matt Smith. Matt. Oh, Matt Baker. Matt, Baker's, Matt Smith. <laughs> yeah, he's Matt, on one show. Yeah, Matt Baker's from from uh, Blue Beater and the One Show. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Wrong, wrong Matt. Wrong It'd be Matt. Great if, he, if it was him as well. Matt Smith even. <laughs> um, I actually think he looked like a really good young Prince Philip. He, 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 he is so good. He has the mannerisms down to a T. Mm. Mm. And Claire Foy, she's really. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah. You know. Yeah, really, is the word stoic? A bit dead. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, it's probably a good right word for it, a bit stoic. Yeah. Um, and then, so once you've got the, that sort of stuff out of the way, you get the, the title sequence. It's about five minutes in as well, because yeah. it's an hour long, the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I was I was quite expecting the opening credits yeah. to be a little bit more regal. Well, I, I found it, it a bit dark. A bit dramatic. Yeah. It was very dramatic, but also in a sort of dark way, like a kind of... It's not all going to be plain sailing and mm. smooth. It kind of feels like it's the opening credits to like a, a serial killer show on HBO or something. Well, one of the things <laughs> I did think about it as soon as it came on was yeah. I think it's very Daredevil-esque. Yes, it is. Oh, it definitely is, yeah. It's got, it's got the sort of slight yeah. similarity to Daredevil, yeah, the way does. their credits roll, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the blood running over the, the costume for Daredevil and yeah. then you've got the gold creating the crown yeah, as yeah. well and it's Hans Zimmer comp- composition so it's, it's really oh, right. I like him. insanely yeah. dramatic yeah. music and, um, yeah it's no surprise I didn't that know got. that that's so that's, cool yeah, yeah. this is your show Emma you should know everything know. about it <laughs> <laughs> but I think it just goes to show like how how much money that Netflix were willing to spend on this show to get, oh, it right, to get it right so I would be surprised if I heard lots of people banging on about how it's not very accurate and it's not very good. Mm. Like it, it seems like they've they've gone to a lot of effort. Yeah. Well, I've read today to get it right. I read today about Netflix. I mean, um, year upon year, they they get um, more and more subscribers. It, it never seems to kind of end. And mm. this year, they've sworn to spend eighteen. I think it's eighteen billion. Yeah. On um, on new TV shows. I'm getting a lot films. of auditions for Netflix. Are you shows. really? Mm. Wow. Anything interesting? 
Oh God. Anything you can talk about? Um, a lot of the time they they don't say they're just like new Netflix series. Yeah. Lead role. And but a lot a lot of them. If if there's if you see one that's set in Wales, let me know because I know the person what? directing that. I was about to say, I really hope this has got something relevant. I was thinking, <laughs> has, has Jed got some secret life in Wales that we don't know about? Double but life. We're, we're oh, about yeah. to find out about on take 50 of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, it's the end of the pilot podcast because <laughs> Jed's moving to Wales. Yeah, yeah. Not, not quite. Um, but yeah. What did you think? What did you think of it? Um, it wasn't as good as Downton Abbey, for sure. Because when I watched the first episode of Downton Abbey, I was like, this is, this is amazing. I thought this was good, and I was very impressed with... The sets, oh my god, the sets, yeah. amazing. Oh and I was looking the, the for mistakes. Outfits. I was like, wow, outfits. You should see the, the, fit, the place. Where, sorry, uh, the place oh, I went okay. for my fitting. They had racks and rack, like a whole warehouse just for clothes. And I mean, like, that was just for the extras. So yeah, so tell us. So, so I'll, I'll tell you what I think towards the end. But let's talk about your experience on it. So yeah. you're not in the first episode, but you're in series two. Yeah. Um, and episode five. Episode five. That's right. Um, the best. Three credits, guys. If you want to check Emma out. <laughs> Um, and uh, so what's your experience how did you get onto the show in the first place how did that it was um, it was very strange actually because I was saying to you I got a lot of emails about um, the crown they're looking for a princess uh, speaking part they're looking for what was the other one like a maid and I kept getting no's yeah. kept not getting it and then out of nowhere I had a meeting at drama school and I was like a president it was like a president's meeting and I was like oh I'm going to my meeting and it was like oh we need someone who can do a cockney accent um tomorrow the crown you've got to go to the fitting right now and I was like well yeah okay I can do that <laughs> um and they never told me like what I would actually be doing yeah um so I went along to the fitting and they said so what, what are you doing and I was like I'm not sure. <laughs> um, and they had all these amazing clothes. They said, oh, so I take it you're just an extra then. And I was like, I guess so. Um, and they put you me knew, in this... You knew you had a line. Well, I didn't know. Or not. They just they said... They said... My agents just said, look, they need someone who can do a Cockney accent. Um, yeah, so there's got to be some, well, yeah, yeah, some yeah. sort of speaking role. Thought. But maybe Unless just you a... were just walking by us going, oi, oi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well... That's not very Cockney. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, I'm, afra- I'm afraid um, it's not this time, Jed. In, 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 the, uh, in the fitting, they came over to me and said, are you... Are you that guy, that the girl who's going to be on the bus, are you going to be, you know, doing this, the speech? And I was like, I don't know. So they put me in this horrible, like, grey, frumpy outfit. And there was like 80, <laughs> there was like 80 extras there for yeah. the next day. Um, and I got to the tent the next day, like, middle of nowhere, thinking, like, 4 a.m. start. Oh, God, it's not worth it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. might meet Matt Smith. Um, <laughs> and I got to the tent and this AD come over and he said, oh, so you, you've got your script then? And I was like, excuse me? It's <laughs> like, no. Um, and he handed me the script and it was like two whole pages and I now know I'm dyslexic as well so I had to learn like two pages um of like dialogue um but it wasn't I don't think it was their fault because it was they had so much going on two scenes they did the scene with um where he's handing out the newspapers and they did my scene and they had hundreds of people there in the middle of nowhere it's it's choreographed to an absolute t isn't it so that yeah everyone you need in shot is in shot and not disturbed it was insane uh, like it was like the biggest production I've been on and um yeah, so I went off and I learnt my lines and then, I, like, the whole time I was on set, I was like, don't forget the lines, don't Because I had to learn it in, like, two hours. Um, you hid it in the newspaper. Is you, haven't you got I had a bag. Oh, right, you had a bag, yeah. I had a bag and I, I had it in my bag, but luckily I didn't, I didn't forget the lines once. So how many times just, did you have to do it? Well, you had multiple lines, didn't you? I had, like, different scenes and different scenarios okay. to do with the guy behind me reacting in different ways and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I got there and then, yeah, he handed me the script and stuff and then... They were like, oh, we got to change your outfit. And I was like, Ugh. it was great. Um, <laughs> Some good direction so, there. <laughs> is, is, it, is it that chaotic then? 
It was. It was. It was just a lot of people. There was. Like, I can't believe yeah. that they didn't give you your your proper line. And it's so last minute. I know. That's weird. I don't. I don't know if it was the agent. Show. I've got a new agent now. So okay. Oh. If it was the agent. Well, they got you the crown. So well, actually, well, no, they didn't, did they? It was well, a drama school. No, it was an agency. Okay. But um. But yeah. What was it? It's exciting. I'd like to be on something. And yeah. At the time, <laughs> at the time when you were filming, did you know how big it was? I knew it was, was a big show. Be. I knew it was a big show because the series one had already come out. And it was like and everyone yeah. loved well, it. Well, yeah. yeah, I heard that the budget was like a hundred million pounds, so yeah. like ten million per episode. Ching, ching. I was like, that's an absolute I was drop in the ocean. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's an absolute drop in the ocean for for Netflix. Incredible. Um, you know, for Netflix they paid just for a thirty second advert for Stranger Things uh, that went online only. They think they paid eleven million for it just just because, and like nine million of that what? was to use a Michael Jackson song. <laughs> Like they didn't need it, but they was like, "Yeah, we need Thriller in we this," want it. Yeah. which is the most expensive song to license ever. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, the whole episode it follows um, kind of a manner of different things, uh, but it kind of leads you from start where you've got the king being quite ill, yeah, um, through his surgery, mm-hmm. being told essentially he's terminal, he's going to die, yeah, and sort of getting introduced to Elizabeth to to Philip. You meet. Um, Queen Elizabeth, you meet Queen Mary as well in this, um, and some of the sort of staff that help keep the whole royal family moving, yeah, sort yeah, of from yeah. one to other. So I think you get introduced to enough different people, and I think there's no there's no new character in this as such. You don't like we always say about like the key things in in a oh. good show and a good pilot episode is you get that new character coming along. It's true, to, yeah. To, to follow Start on a journey, a yeah, yeah, to follow on a journey. But I couldn't actually, connect with them. I couldn't connect. Honestly, exactly couldn't connect what with I was anyone. Say. It's sorry for biting in. No, that's um, what we do. No, um, it's almost like you're watching it from a fly on the wall perspective, as opposed yeah. to um, even further down when you get to know them quite well and intimately, mm. you're always watching from an outside point of view. Like mm. you're never really one of them. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Are you meant to empathise with the Queen though the most? Is she the that you're well, kind that, of? This is this is what I got. I, I think from my point of view, it's sort of you're 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 going to go on this journey with Elizabeth from yeah. being princess to being you know essentially just the king's daughter yeah. to being like okay. He's not well. Yeah, she has to step up now. Learn about it because she was wasn't she? Um, I can't think of the word now. It's not sworn in, is it? It's the um, inauguration, not inauguration. Opposite uh, uh, the jubilee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever the, the yeah. word is, I can't think of it. Uh, she was nine, coronation. Coronation. Yeah, that's the one. Chicken. That's uh, chicken yeah. on the brain. Um, nineteen. Yeah, she was nineteen when she was made officially the queen. Yeah. So you're looking at her in this in this episode, and she could be. 16, 17, 18? Yeah. Played mm. by Claire Foy, who's probably... What, 40? I was just saying 30s. She's been around for a long time. She's in her 30s, 30s, isn't she? She's yeah. in her 30s. But I mean, she... she, she, she she's she fresh smart, face, yeah. And, and she, she was really good. Um, yeah. I, I care. I care about where this goes. Okay. And I and that's from an interest point of wanting to kind of learn a bit more about how the monarchy evolved into what it is today. Okay. And it's interesting to sort of just follow it between 47 and now, so the last yeah, 60 yeah. years, rather than trying to do that whole span mm. of it, you know, with all the previous kings and queens. Mm-hmm. So there's part of me that thinks, yeah, I, I kind of want to watch on. But it's I only, think it's, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, but it's kind of like a personal interest thing. Like for me, it's like, I just kind of feel like I want to know a little bit more. And if this is as good as everyone's saying, and it looks to me on the on the surface from pilot one, yeah. like episode one, yeah, I, I kind of want to watch on. Have you watched all of the every episode? I haven't watched every episode, but um, the thing with The Crown is like, I feel like in most TV series, you kind of have like a beginning, middle, and then you get this big conflict at the end. Yeah, yeah. 
the crown isn't really like that. It's just like <laughs> you're not selling it to me, Emma. <laughs> not in a bad way, but it it kind of goes on and on and on and. And every time she's sort of levelling up and it gets difficult and more difficult. And she's levelling up, I like that. Yeah, and um, it, so it doesn't really end. No, no, but I think it does, but there's the point. You, you know it doesn't end because yeah. Queen is still alive she's today. Still alive. Yeah. And so you, all you're doing is you're, you're kind of backtracking and catching up with today. So yeah. essentially they could, they could roll this out for as long as they want to mm. and they can jump. Yeah. Like it was quite nice that they went from the first sort of five to ten minutes were in 47 and um, you know he's not well and she's sort of just getting with Philip and things like that and they get married yeah. and then 12 months later they're expecting and there's a little family video shot the handheld camera thing which I thought was quite a nice touch yeah. made it feel quite sort of homely yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in, that, in that way so that was quite nice um, I think as well it's, it's like it's real life yeah. and it's it, yeah. it, it happened yeah, no, it, it looks it looks beautiful, and it does target on certain heartstrings as well, like the last Christmas sort of vibe when yeah. he he knows he's not well, he might not live another Christmas. Yeah, that's, that's, I want to see um, how that progresses. Obviously, I kind of know what how. It yeah, I mean, the thing <laughs> is, you could you could certainly look it up and, yeah, and read yeah. about how it actually happened. But yeah, it's, it's not like all, Game of Thrones. Like, I wonder what's going to happen. Yeah. You know what's going to happen. Yeah, like yeah. there's not people dying every every episode. Yeah, 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 it's not one of those things that you need to watch because you you could never find out elsewhere. You could go and find out what happened. Yeah, and you could read about it yourself in books and such, but. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to see how these people, these these directors, these producers have gone about putting it on the screen. Yeah, I think that's 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 the journey you're on is it's, to see yeah. what yeah. points they feel are relevant for you to see. Yeah. So as we've got someone in the know here, do you think that we should watch on? Why, why should we watch on? Why should anyone who listens to this watch on past the first episode after the pilot? Yeah. Well, um. Oh, I think, like you were saying, it, it's it's beautiful just to look at. Yeah, <laughs> if you want something to just watch and I think as well with things like Game of Thrones I was just talking about it you, we kind of get accustomed to needing crazy stuff to happen every single episode and yeah. we kind of have got used to that but actually it's really it's I don't want to say it's it's like old school but it's it's like it's real drama and because you know it's real yeah. it makes it a little bit more yeah. exciting it's oh, not for everyone yeah. but it is it's definitely worth pushing through like a, to series 2 because series 2 is really good Especially episode Especially. five. What, can, can you can you reproduce your your line from it? So so picture yeah. the scene like there's been newspapers out saying the queen is oh, being a, ch- a priggish schoolgirl, um, and I'd never know. I never knew what the word priggish meant um, before now. That's worth watching the crown for. Yeah yeah exactly. I've learned a word. So Emma, what do you what do you say when like so the whole city is talking about uh, the priggish princess or, or the whole queen? World. Yeah. I guess. And what do you say? As you're on, you're on a bus, sitting next to possibly someone you know. Um. Oh well, he's actually was supposed to be my husband, I think. Yeah. All right, yeah. we're on the bus. Come on in. Sat yeah, on yeah. The bus. Okay. Bus. You think sat on the bus? Take a little. I think he's right. You know. Hmm? Yeah. Now I think about it, he's a bit priggish. <laughs> there you go. Bang That's on. Good. That's the catchphrase. That's it. Bang on. <laughs> if you like that clip, and send us a text alert. We can send it to you as well. <laughs> I thought you were particularly good in that scene, Rob. Uh, mm-hmm. I, well, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought mm-hmm. proper acting. Right? It's like on the bus. Do you know what? We actually had a really old-fashioned bus, and proper every single master. master. How do you know what that is? Because they were still around now. What? Yeah. 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 Well, the, you know, this bus is like. Yeah, you still get remasters. And every yeah. time we had to reset, we had to take the bus back. And I was like, "Why are you doing all this?" <laughs> it was like for a tiny little bit. But um, and she was like. That's lovely, but can you just can you speak a bit louder because we can't really hear you over the bus? And, it was like, <laughs> and I was like, he's a bit priggish. So you didn't That's have to do like ADR or anything. 
What's that? Like when you have to do your lines no, afterwards. No, that's a no then. Yeah. No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, actually, we talk about ADR more yeah. in the other show, which we'll yes, mention in we a second. Yes, we will, yeah. Because uh, that's really specific yeah. technique that I definitely need to talk to you about in yeah. the other show we're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay. um, have you got anything else to say on this episode? Um, just that I watch on just because I know I need to get to at least series two, episode You've five. Watch it. There's a reason Emma. it's so popular. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, I know, I know it is. But like, unless the, the um, Claire Foy as the Queen turns around at the end of series one and goes, "I'm the crown now, bitch." I'm not sure. <laughs> How do you know that doesn't happen? Okay, okay. <laughs> could happen. It could, it could happen. happen. It could happen. Uh, so, Emma, we, we we give this a score out of ten each well, well, at the end of you the can episode. Give your score as well. So you can give us a, an honorary score at yeah. the end of the episode. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. We do have another show that we've been away to watch this yes, week. Yes, we have. Uh, not sure if you've seen this, so you can chip in if you have, but if not, don't worry. Um, Probably not. It was Jed's choice, so yeah. it's, a, it's weird. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's no weird. More. Say no more. <laughs> so the show I picked to bring against The Crown, because this is a versus show, Emma. Oh. So I'm going I'm to try and convince you that this is better than The Crown. Right. Um, <laughs> it's not. Sorry that, sorry that you're here. I'm already against you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Dark place, dark place, dark place. <laughs> I mean, that's how the theme song goes. <laughs> yeah, it's quite weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. It's really good. So, sorry, I'm eating a lot of Harry Bows today. Good to celebrate this stuff. 50th episode. I know. 50th. This, we're on 50. Oh. You do realise that Darth Marenghi's Dark Place is the 100th TV pilot that we've watched together. Wowzers. We don't sorry, we don't actually watch it together. Like, <laughs> no. we, don't, we don't go around each other's houses, like sit on the sofa together with the duvet. <laughs> you do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> you steal a diva off me, wouldn't you? Don't tell our boys. <laughs> so Garth Marenghi's Dark Place is an unusual one for certain, but it's a real cult TV show that has a lot of diehard fans. Go online, you type in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, people are raving about it, critics went mental for it, and the whole concept of it. It's absolutely brilliant. It is. Hang on, there's a concept. Yeah, is it? Wait, is yeah. it a horror? Kind of. It's yeah, a yeah. parody thriller so horror. The, the thing. whole the whole conceit <laughs> is there's a guy called Garth Marenghi, and uh, Marang. This is yeah, yeah, basically that's, that's how I wrote it down, but it's not right. <laughs> it's the year two thousand and four, and he's there introducing, and he's he's saying that back in the eighties he made a TV show called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, um, and he said. The powers that be thought it was too radical and too scary. And too weird. Yeah. And too goddamn weird. Um, so they shelved it, basically, except for in Peru, where it was shown in Peru. Um, but now... This is the sort of random little, yeah. little nugget, little side comments you get. Yeah. Is it all... But due to a, uh, a drought in, in TV uh, shows, um, they've come crawling back to him and begged him to go down to his... Uh, roomy basement, I think he calls it. His yeah. um, to get the uh, uh, the film cans out and to, to give them Dark Place. Mm-hmm. So many many years later, he's showing it in its original format with the kind of Channel Four ident uh, from the eighties, the yeah. dun, 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 and spinning colours and things. Yep. Um, and you see to see and you see Dark Place and not so you get multiple intros. So you get him introing the TV show and then when it starts you get Channel 4 Ident you get the then you get the intro within the intro of him walking around his house it sounds like a bit you know Family Guy and it kind of goes one thing to another yep maybe it's a little bit like that there is a lot of like weird kind of cutaway type type things so he's there and the whole whole thing about Garth Marenghi's Star Place is he plays 
a, a horror author. He's a horror author. It makes no sense when you well, explain it. Well, I'm it, trying Jed. to explain it. It makes no <laughs> he, sense. He's a horror author. I've watched it and I don't understand what you're saying. He's like, basically, think of Stephen King presenting um, a show that he wrote based on one of his books. So he's like... Where he plays another character. Yeah. Okay. So he's like, blood. Blood. His blood. Blood, blood. And bits of sick. Um, <laughs> so he's introducing Dark Place and it's basically set in a Romford Hospital that is also the gates of hell. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. And uh, during... You, you see clips of this show from the 80s, but it was really made in the 2000s. And in between, you see talking head interviews with people that are in it. And the people that are in it... So Garth Marenghi. Yeah. And then... Uh, Dean Lerner. So Garth Maringi is played by uh, Matthew Holness. Is it a bit like um, Charles Dickens, where they give you the last name of like you know? No, is oh, this almost good, a- good guess, but no, I, that's a good that's a good question. What do you mean? Because it makes no sense in this way. That because you're about to say like so, Matthew Holness yeah. is the human being on our planet. Yeah, that that is <laughs> the narrator Garth Maringi. So yeah. he is playing Garth Maringi. Mm-hmm. In Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. In Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, Garth Marenghi plays Rick Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Do you know what this is? This is Inception. Yeah. <laughs> this is like different levels of Inception. And Dick Ragnus actually plays another character. No, he doesn't really. <laughs> but he might as well do, because it's that bizarre. So basically, the author, Garth Marenghi, he plays the lead character. He's, he's written this TV show. He directs it, and he put himself Good as... Him. as he's as, named as it as after himself, character. and then put himself in it as another character. A bit like Ricky Gervais. Kind of, yeah. If Ricky Gervais <laughs> wrote David Brent and David Brent made a television show where he played another character. That's yes. not that weird. Yeah. Wait, that's like he, he extras. Did. Yeah, he does Ricky an extras. Ricky Gervais writes extras. Extras, he writes a sitcom and then he plays some weird man. Okay. This is basically that, yeah. yeah. But this was set, this is made before that. Um, weirder. So it's set in this Rumford Hospital and he plays like the head doctor who's a renegade. He doesn't play by the rules. Um, and his boss, uh, who who is played by his book publisher. <laughs> who, oh, so he's Richard, trying. Ri- Richard Aodi. Do you know him from the IT crowd? The IT oh, crowd? yeah. That's the Crystal Maze now. Yeah. So yeah. He, he plays Dean Lerner, who is his publicist and director on this. Well, but I'm going to watch it now just because he's in it. Yeah. You should have said that. Yeah. Uh, it gets better. Matt Berry's in it as well. Do you know Matt oh, Berry? Is he radio? He, he does do lots of the radio. He's the voice of Absolute Radio. Yeah, yeah, I listened to him. Um, I met him once. We'll go and talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll do Continue. Yeah. So, he, so yeah, so Richard Iodi is playing Dean Lerner, who is the publicist for Dark, Garth Marenghi. So Mark Garth Marenghi's giving him in, a prime in slot dark, in his... But in The Dark Place, he plays Thornton Reed, yes. who is the boss of Rick Douglas, who is played by Garth Marenghi, who is actually Matthew Holness in real life. Yeah, and then they... Are have... you keeping up with this? Can I honestly... just ask, yeah. was it filmed in 2004? Yes. yes. Or, but it was, oh. it's made to look really grainy. It's made oh, to look like it was it made in the eighties. Yeah, it's it's deliberately rubbish. Yeah, like the Opposite editing's the awful. Um, yeah, exactly. So the, the other people you've got, um, and you've got the brilliant Alice Lowe, who's oh, yes. in uh, my film Salt, yeah. which hey. you've seen. So she's in this. Uh, oh, wow. The mum from the mum from Salt. She's so in this. Alice Lowe plays oh, Madeline good. Wall, who who's plays, in Garth Marenghi's world. Is, that, is Madeline Wall and in, in The Dark Place she plays Liz Asher yes. do we know well, who actually wrote this yeah Matthew Holness and Richard and Aody. Aody, that yeah they, they made it all between the two of them they made it yeah I, I, honestly what do, were they doing I tell you what anyone listening to this podcast has probably gone do you know what I can't, get, I can't do <laughs> no, this but if they listen to this podcast they probably love this show so just to explain what goes <laughs> on so 
so it just just imagine the, the the lower level of it for now the, the right. bottom of the of the inception yep. where you're in a hospital yeah you've got these Which doctors basically in it's a, it's a, the mouth of hell and the the way <laughs> the reason why it's mouth of hell is because <laughs> it's because Garth Marenghi's best friend exploded Larry. Yeah, exploded. Oh my god! Um, in the hospital, which created the gates of hell, and then you then you see the talking heads interviews with these characters. And goes, I think he must have known someone who's exploded. Um, that and, the, and like I love it's it. It's like a bad dream. Yeah, basically. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, re- yeah. A really bad dream when you've had way too much halloumi the night before. Yeah, and you see, and then you see a talking after head, eight o'clock, and then you see an interview with Garth Marenghi, played by Matthew Holness, saying. Um, I've, I've never exploded myself, but I've always just known exactly what it'd exactly be like. what it'd feel like if I exploded. Oh, now I'm feeling it. Yeah, <laughs> just just listening to us <laughs> talk about it. Um, so yeah, so this is basically a parody of an '80s Channel Four horror show. Yes. So the special effects are purposely awful. Like there's a talking cat right at the start that tells Alice Lowe, "Go back, stay away." I feel like I want to watch it. It's great. She plays. Oh, you a, should. She it, plays a nurse, and, it's, she, it's and so everyone's much, so sexist towards her. It's so much easier to watch than it is to explain. Yeah. <laughs> like I actually think this might be of the hundred shows we've done so far, <laughs> the most difficult one to try and explain. And yeah. we've explained. I feel like it's a good thing that I'm here because I haven't seen it. We've explained <laughs> Twin Peaks. We've explained which actually gets a reference in this as well. Yeah, it does. It yeah. gets a it gets a reference from. I was going to say Richard, but it's not Richard, is it? Is when he's playing Dean Lerner. Yeah. He make. Wait, no, what does he say? He says um, about the dark because he says something about the dark place being essentially like Twin Peaks, and he went, and you can quote me on that one. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Something, something, something like really, that. It's really mental. I'm, I'm, it's like they break the third person and the fourth, fourth wall. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, they, they talk in the third person and in the fourth wall, despite playing an actor who's playing a character. But like beneath all of the fancy schmancy craziness yeah is it actually quite good do you feel oh, like you're in it it's mad it's so it, good it's as mad as a box of frogs but it is fun I feel like they give all the best lines to Rich Dioad Dean Lerner Thornton Reed. well they wrote it didn't they yeah I would do that so like so for instance <laughs> oh, I don't know when he's getting interviewed this is one of the things he says um, so he said um, I'll always remember this that he didn't want an act he wanted the truth <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I told him I'm not an actor um, yeah I just <laughs> he doesn't want to put on an act he wants to put on the truth and I feel like by parodying something like a horror basically it is telling the truth about how ridiculous some horror is yeah. just, just with the kind of the setups. Um, I don't know one of my best one of my favourite lines in this is when Larry explodes in this this room room 213 <laughs> he explodes yeah. Yeah. everything is in bits like there's blood and guts and bone everywhere yeah. and his head is on the floor and clearly obviously they've cut a hole in the floor and it's that and it, but it's really it, yeah. it's really bad special effects on purpose it's reminding me of uh, Noel Fielding yes show. Mighty Boosh they're in this. It's, it's very, oh, of course. Yeah, they're, they're in this. Yeah. Not really comes in later in about yeah, yeah. Uh, fifth or sixth episode. But um, so he's um, Larry's on the floor. Yeah. Oh, sorry, his head's on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's saying like the only way you can do this is kill me, and he hits him with a shovel. Yeah. Um, which is really <laughs> random. But the like mu- whack a mole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically. But the music's so sad. It's really sad, like properly dramatic, like yeah. like I oh my god. The and then and then Matt Berry, who <laughs> plays um, Todd Rivers. Uh, who's uh, actually Dr. Lu- Lucian, uh, Dr. Lucian Sanchez. He yeah. walks in, takes one look at this absolutely devastating room, like blood in Covered in blood, bits of human shovel. head. He's got a shovel covered in blood and has a head on the floor and he goes, 
I'll get a mop. Yeah. And walks out. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like it's perfectly normal. But it sounds what, a bit like Rick and Morty as well. Oh, it's very kind of like, um, like there's no consequences basically. But like also like mm. this purposely loads of sexism in this because oh, yeah. they have this massive scene where the gates of hell is opening, like someone's exploded and they explain this and, and Alice Lowe's standing there and they're, and they're like, what I think you could do right now, um, um, what's her name in it again? Liz. Liz. It's run a Brillo pad around this mug because it'll stain oh. if it stays there. And she's like, yeah, yes, doctor. Yeah. And she's meant but, to be but, a hotshot yeah, doctor. Yeah, but in fairness, she walks in and she goes, From Harvard oh, College, I, Yale. I, 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 I passed all of my medical exams. You can trust me. And, and he goes, okay, doctor, nice to meet you. Yeah. And like, welcome along. And it's like, okay. So I you feel just... like they've written this just to get their favourite people in it to do weird stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. This, this is, I think, on a similar level to and I now cannot remember the, which show we did. Um, um, uh, Parkwall? No. Um, <laughs> oh, Jack Black. Um, oh, um, oh. Uh, Heat, Vision, Heat Vision and, and Jack. Jack. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is like Heat Vision, which is Ben Stiller. Um, oh, I love him. Uh, Adam, no. It was... Oh, yeah, it's Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller, Jack Black. Jack Black and someone else. I can't remember. Owen, Owen Wilson. Wilson plays yeah, the voice yeah, yeah. of the bike. Yeah, yeah. And, oh. it, and it's basically just this mad thing. I mean, they actually made the pilot. They didn't actually make... A show they just made the pilot episode only. Yeah, yeah. But this is like if they continue to make the whole the whole yes. show. Um, but just I mean, this show is crazy, especially when they go to the his friend's funeral. But he's in bits by then, and then he comes back as like in a physical monster. bits or and they showed just, him, yeah. they showed him back together. Bits. It, no, his friend is in like they smashed him because it's exploded. Oh, so he's physically in bits. Yeah, yeah. in bits, okay. and they bury him, but he comes back as like a monster yeah. basically and then he shoots his wife in the shoulder yeah. because she tries to go no don't shoot him <laughs> yeah. and he's like he's like get out the way bang I need to see this um, oh, it's so good and I, I can't it's... picture what the hell you're talking about no it's impossible it is every... they're all doctors in a, in a Romford hospital as well yeah so that's that everything we're explaining and everything you're seeing in your mind in there, is nothing like <laughs> what you will see when you watch it how many episodes were there? There's only six, six episodes. I'm not surprised. No, but then but then it span off into a TV show called Man to Man with Dean Lerner. That's it. Did you know this? And I went to the filming of it. I went to Did you? the filming of two episodes. And one of the episodes, his guest was Garth Marenghi. And I was like, <laughs> I struck gold here. I struck gold. Um, despite it being as mad as anything, there is a reference right near the end, which I picked up on and yeah. I really liked. And I, I had to make mention of it. Um I think it's when they go look back to the final cup when they're talking to Garth and he's saying about um, like when he's on the what, roof being moody. <laughs> yeah, so after that, and they go back to the shot headshot yeah, of him, yeah, yeah. and he's sort of director Garth Marenghi. I think I know what you're going to say. And, and he says about um, you know it's really hard to write this sort of thing and get this sort of thing right and make it work. He goes, but what you do is you just sit down and you just hit the keys. He goes, <laughs> sometimes you hit the keys and just you don't hit them in the right order as long as you hit all the right keys. And it's no, and it's, he says it's a variation. I'll, I'll, of, I'll give you the whole speech. It's brilliant. It says, I do not believe that any form of life, be it human, animal, or plant, should be hurt in the making of a TV program. So I feel very bad about the cat we killed. I dropped a sofa on my cat. It was a write-off, so I stood on his head. All I do is set the typewriter and start hitting the keys. Getting them in the right order—that's the trick. And that's that is the a, trick. Do you think it's like a, it's aimed at writers and actors? No, but like it has inspired me. Just like because I met—I'm not going to say the person's name—but at Comic Con I do like panels and stuff, and I interviewed uh, quite a famous writer who writes stuff like this, and he was telling me the concepts of his books. And I was like, yeah. I went and said to him, "That's Garth Marenghi's Dark Place," and he said to me, "If you say that again, I'm going to punch you in the face." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, he's really serious." So he's obviously been compared to like Garth yeah. Marenghi so often. He's like so. So peed off. But it's, that, that's a wonderful little comedy reference back to Morecambe and Wise with the piano sketch, which 
which most mm. people have seen at some point. You know, he goes, "You're playing all the wrong notes." Oh, goes, no, no, yeah. no, I'm playing all the right notes, just not necessarily in the right order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a, just a, it's a bit of a comedy, uh, maybe a tip of the hat to some classic comedy in the way that you, you can be very clever with wording. Yeah, yeah. No, and, this is just great. It, it is but like. It is absolutely mental, this show. Is it worth watching, though? Yes. 100%. And that, because I love it so much, that's why um, <coughs> when we came to cast when we came to cast Assault, we had a list of names, and there was loads of like, big names on there, and I was just like, Alice Lowe. Just <laughs> Alice Lowe. And then um, the conversation was had, oh, but like she's just done Prevenge, and that's quite horror. Do we want someone who's like known for like horror? And like, yep, 100%, get Alice Lowe in. Um, yeah, so we got Alice Lowe, and I made sure, I got the Literally, the first thing I said to her was like, didn't tell me about Dark Place. <laughs> like, so, like, it's brilliant. So, I tried to get out of the way most of the time, and I just sat in the garden and I um, waited till she finished her set. And she would just come straight off, off set into the garden, and we chat about like Dark Place and stuff, just episode by episode almost. Just like, okay, tell me, tell me what happened next. Tell me what happened next. What, what, then what happened? So, that's the key to booking jobs is being a really interesting, <laughs> weird thing. That yeah. Are like, oh. yeah. I think, I think what it does is it just makes you ask so many questions of it yeah, like, how? that you're just Why? like, what? Why? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What? Uh, most of it is just what? Yeah. You're like, oh. Well, I need to see it now. Yeah, I think you it's do. one of those things. You can watch it online. You just find it online. It's, it's available in quite a few yeah. places. Or, or buy the DVD if you I'm want to give some I've never yeah. oh, heard of it. Well, the DVD's worth buying as well oh, because yeah. they filmed, they, they had deleted scenes on the DVD, yeah. which they filmed specifically for DVD release. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's not like they, they took them out of the episode and yeah. then went, oh, they'll just stick them on the DVD. Oh, there's a, there's they actually a... went about filming yeah. deleted oh. scenes on purpose yeah. for the DVD. It's... And, and talking about, like, so uh, during the whole series, there's talking heads with, like, the actors, almost yeah. like a director's commentary, and you'll notice that Alice Lowe isn't in, in any of those interview scenes because in the, in the years that have passed from, like, 1980s since it was made till 2004, she's gone missing... And in the six episodes, oh. you kind of hit it's something to do with Dean Lerner, like some. And then, like I think in the last episode, he goes, um, "I think she's dead and buried somewhere in the Eastern Block, if she's buried at all, something, something like that." Yeah. <laughs> but this is another example. Is that of like, another sexist thing? No, basically, like they don't. Ca- yeah, basically, like they they're, don't care. They're, about they're giving you all the side information in a sort of matter of fact kind of way. <laughs> yeah. So sort of like, oh yeah, okay, and, and that's there as well. Yeah, exactly. Hey, moving on. Uh, so it's like a comedy horror. It is, a comedy. yeah, it's, basically. It's, it is, it's the it is mad. Of the crown. Do not no. watch it tired. Yeah, but everyone in this, it will be like the weirdest dream you've ever had. <laughs> yeah, but everyone in this is absolute genius. Like, obviously, uh, you've got Matt Berry, who's gone on to do so much good stuff. Yeah, um, and you've got um, Richard Ayoade, who's like just one of the best people in the world I'm trying to it? work out what Matthew Holness had done is I'll come on to that in a, in a second okay. uh, Alice Lowe's obviously done Prevenge and Salt which was her big break <laughs> no it really wasn't <laughs> she's, done, she's done tons of stuff and she's got loads of uh, new stuff coming out um, and then Matthew Holness he hasn't done much actually but he does have a new horror film coming out quite soon oh, okay. um, he has kind of like taken a seat back I'm not sure if that was on purpose or not um, but to me he's just an absolute genius for making this and um, yeah I think it does take a genius to be this mental yeah I think it sounds like very now like this is the kind of thing that yeah. people like yeah. now oh. maybe 2004 was the wrong time for it it was the <laughs> it right was thing then, the wrong though, time. You know, it was popular then but yeah. I think a lot of people in hindsight are just like that show was amazing yeah it's when um, you watch it back as well with a critical view like we do yeah. you, you sort of go oh there's a lot of clever stuff in this like yeah. really clever things in it exactly yeah, really um, anything else to add 
We should probably um, score them. No, I think that's about it. Yeah, yeah. I think we should score them. Uh, should we start with? I'd the love crown to know what Emma first? thinks of Garth Mungi, having not seen it and just oh, heard our description. We'll start with the crown first, though. So we'll do the crown first. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna. Shall I go? You want to go first with the crown? All right. My show this week. Um, Out of ten, by the way, Emma. And is this just the pilot? Just, just this the pilot first episode. episode. Yeah. Okay. Good thing I've seen that. Okay. <laughs> eight and a half. Okay. Why eight and a half? Um, really love the theme tune. Um, like the different. No, we got like criteria for like what makes a really oh, good. You do? Pi- yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, yeah. There's, there's good criteria for it. So yeah. if it's got a good theme tune that really sets the mood for it, um, if it opens up really strong and makes you go, oh, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. Straight away you get that as well. Mm. Um, it makes you want to watch the next episode. Mm. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's a different sort of journey than any other show we've watched so far as well, which is which is really interesting. I do have an emotional investment in it because I think. I need to know now because you can see the sort of worry in like Lizzie's face when she's looking at the box that says the king. She thinks, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." God, that's going to say the queen eventually. That's, yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's a bit. And it's like so you you get a bit drawn in the emotional level as well. Um, and genuinely, I'm quite interested in learning a bit more about how the monarchy is become today. So yeah, for yeah, me, yeah. eight and a half. Okay, I'm going to give it a seven and a half, which is high for me. Honestly, it's that is high. Good. Um, it didn't quite draw me in as much as I thought it would. I expected a little bit more, but I yeah. know it does get better, and I and I hear good things. And I heard uh, series five, series two, episode five is, is the one I should be <laughs> looking out for. Absolutely. Yeah. Sixteen. Sixteen for the crown. That's okay. A good score. Oh, what's that, what's that? Emma's honorary score. Okay, I haven't got a criteria, but I'd give it. I'd give it an eight. Okay, an eight. That's, yeah, that's a good score. Yeah, yeah. That's a totally unbiased. Score. That's just from the heart. That's, that's no. <laughs> that's no logical thinking. That's just. I think I'll give it an eight. Okay, that's cool. good. And that's. I think that's the point of a pilot. You should be able to watch it once and feel something for it. Feel like you want to watch on. Or mm. if you don't, then it's not done its job because yeah, it okay. should make you want to watch on and and see the second episode yeah, at least. Yeah. Okay. I think that you should definitely watch The Crown. I will, I will, I'll definitely will. There's just a long list of things to watch. There's so yeah. much to watch. Yeah, we've got 100 shows on the yeah. go at the moment. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so I guess Garth Moringa's Dark Place, so I'll go first. Go on. Um, you haven't seen it, Emma, so I guess you can't give it a score, but tell, let me know your score once you have seen it. Yeah. I'm going to give this a nine. I absolutely, I just love it. Um, love it so much. And one of the reasons why I enjoy it so much, I know you've got to give the complete opposite, and one of the reasons so much is, Rob, you'll, you'll know that when we were on Phoenix FM together, Yeah. I was obsessed with supernatural stuff, and on the radio, in bet- it was a new music show. In between writing, um, playing new music, I used to do like supernatural stuff as well. And one time, I had the Essex Ghost Hunters on you my did. show. You did, you did. And I told, I got them to tell me about all the scary stuff that happens in Essex, all the ghosts and stuff. And I emailed them today um, to, to say, is there anything specific to Romford? Um, and they haven't got back to me yet because they um, know it's messed up. Yeah. Well, one of them got possessed while on my show, which great radio. Let's not talk about that. Yeah, yeah. The lawyers, um, the lawyers are dealing with it. But um, yeah, so I, I love it that much. So I'm going to give it a nine. What are you going to give it? It's got loads of your favourite people in it. Yeah, and and a large amount of that helps. <laughs> I think if I didn't like the people in it, yeah, I would not have given it as generous a score okay but I still struggle I, I still think I've struggled uh-huh. to give it anything more than a 7 okay that's fair enough I, I was impressed by it I can, yeah. I can appreciate how clever it is yeah and again like we often say it depends on the mood you're in when you watch things like this yeah they do certainly test your attention span and there's a quantum leap uh, did you see the quantum yeah, leap reference yeah quantum yeah. leap reference as well so that, that yeah. kind of knocked it down a mark for me the best <laughs> televisual experience since quantum leap they said which, which got a 4 out of 10 from me so yeah. that was already on a, on, a, on a losing did it knock a point down yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
okay. But no, I'll give it a seven. So that's 16. It's a draw. It's a draw on our 50. 50. Wow. Okay, wow. You should take my vote into consideration. I think we should this, as well. This is an honorary score because we, we actually had another Emma on a few episodes ago. Um, she was like a TV critic and she, she gave us an honorary score, but it doesn't count towards the. The, the league table the league table because that's only me and Rob mm. unfortunately but what, do you, what would you give it from what we've explained how excited are you to watch it <laughs> ten I ten. need to watch oh, it now okay that's good we've, we, the pilot podcast itself has obviously done its job because we've convinced Emma to go and watch it mm. exactly um, and uh, how long's the train journey back 25 minutes well I'm off I'm at a rehearsal after this yeah. but I will watch it tonight. 25 it's minutes. It's on Netflix. I'll send you a link. I'll send you a link. 25 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Job done. Um, so I guess that leads us to uh, where next you week. can find... Oh, yeah. We have to figure out what we're watching next week. Oh, okay. I'm going to go straight in with it. Go on, then. I think we should, I want to do True Detective. Oh, where did that come from? I've wanted to do it for about 10 episodes now. <laughs> okay. I just had to find the right time. So <laughs> Let's do it now, then. True Detective. Um, All right. Just because I think the theme song from this reminded me a little bit of True Detective. So um, from The okay. Crown... So, have you seen True Detective? Nope. Okay. That's Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey, isn't it? Yep. And series two, you get Vince Vaughn. Way. I've uh, got a story about Vince oh, Vaughn, okay. by the way. I'll tell, tell you next week. Next week. All right, fine. Good. Um, That's the only reason you picked that show. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, in that case, then, let me try and match it with something... I'm going to say a show that has been on the radar for a while I think it's on our list as well I can't see it at the moment but yep. um, Homeland oh I love mm. Homeland absolutely love it have you seen it Emma mm. yeah it's great mm. Emma's so full of Haribo right now she's just like doing that no one has mm. ever seen anyone this happy on Haribo <laughs> since Haribo I've were invented I've literally eaten the whole bag well I heard kids and grown ups love it so so the happy world of Haribo yeah. have you seen the new advert with the little boy and he's like rrr, rrr. No. So it's usually the adults like, oh, you got a heart one. And then on this one, there's like a little boy and he's like, oh, shut up, no. Wow. Really good. <laughs> I need to see that. That sounds mental. <laughs> we start reviewing adverts. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Emma, thanks very much for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having um, me. And Emma's going to be in uh, a film that I'm going to do in a couple of months or so. She's playing the joint lead character. Um, a girl called Emma, coincidentally. How <laughs> funny is that? <laughs> so uh, that'd be good. And actually, Rob, you, Rob's going to be in the background somewhere and doing something. I'll be an extra. Have to figure out what Rob's going to do. I think he'll, he'll play a patron in the cinema or mm. something. Um, I learned how to floss this week. <laughs> okay. You know the dance move, flossing. What's that? You've got to show us, Rob. Oh. I know this episode's dragging on a bit. Really quick, really quick, I'll show you. Yeah, show it. Go on, yeah. you go yeah. and carry on. There's a video um, on how Facebook and it's just gone viral. It's like someone taught okay. their dad how yeah. to floss. There we okay. Go. <laughs> it's harder to do it to music though. Really? Oh no, I find it ages to do the music. Do it faster. This is actually harder to do, do it here. Oh, he's oh, doing it really well. I can do like two, two of them and then I just get lost. This has taken me four days to master this. I'm never going to sleep That's again. Right. That's <laughs> it. That's my. That's my I need to... Just imagine tomorrow morning when I get up half two, I'll yeah. go going to work. <laughs> I'll be playing like the Bee Gees, maybe a bit of Elton John. I'll be doing the floss to that. Oh my god. Tomorrow morning. Oh, and oh, uh, on, on Friday <laughs> morning, you know when you do the um, the announcement. Yeah. When, you know, like I said, the Judge Shepherd Memorial. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Can you, can you do the Emma Louise Webb? Um, what can you do? Luxury Lounge? Luxury Lounge. What would you yeah. like? VIP Lounge. VIP Lounge. Yeah, yeah. The Emma so, Louise Webb VIP Lounge. Oh, my God. Emma Louise Webb, yeah, VIP. So okay. you'll be oh on. God. So, yeah, Friday, we'll send you a link. Yeah. Not at like two in the morning, right? No, it's, it's no, it'll be on a. Uh, that'll be about twenty to six. Okay. I'll probably but, stay up all night. But it's, <laughs> it's on the iPlayer. You can catch yeah, up. Yeah, it's on the iPlayer. 
Awesome. Okay. True sure. Detective. Yep. Homeland. Next week on Excellent. Twitter. You Excited. are Chad Shepard. J U D S H E P H E R D. And I am. Um, <laughs> Emma didn't know that was coming, yeah, did she? No, no. She had no idea that was coming. Uh, she'll be surprised when this happens as well, then. Uh, and I'm on Twitter <laughs> at the Jellyman. That's T H double E. Jellyman! I need to work out how to do What are you, Emma? Those. What are you on Twitter? Oh, mine's really long. Hey, go on. E M M A Louise Web 5. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. I just that love the good. I love the F T Louise, we're five. <laughs> that is a jingle. Yeah. Available as a ringtone from all good ringtone stores. Just speed up towards the end as well. It was a five. We're <laughs> running out of time. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So much really appreciate. And uh, we'll be back next week yeah. with Take 51. So, Ooh, job done. Yeah. So, I'll see you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. Bye bye.